Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Welcome, welcome everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mental Health Check-In with Leek. Today I have a guest. Can I say Lenny Williams or how you go by? Yep, <laughs> Lenny, Lenny Williams. Williams. Yep, yes. Lenny Williams. Uh, special guest today for Mental Health Check-In, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. You know, it's another day. Um, been working on stories and stuff. So yeah, I'm just, I'm enjoying the day to be honest with you. Yeah, I appreciate you, man, for coming on. Um, I just want to get into this first question. I ask this question to every guest that comes on, and I'm going to ask you, um, how is your mental health? My mental health, when it comes to mine, um, I'll say that, you know, on a scale of one to 10, that it's right now at a seven. And the only reason I say it's a seven is because uh, I have this thing where um, I like to be a perfectionist when it comes to my craft and where I need to be. And sometimes I got to realize that I don't need to compare myself to other people or other people in my art form just to uh, be happy that I'm continuing to work on my craft every day. So it's at a seven knowing that I'm happy about what I'm doing. Um, yeah. I know where my potential is. And, um, you know, long, but long as I stop beating myself up about where I'm at, then I'll be cool. So I just it's at a seven because sometimes I'll be beating myself up. Yeah, um, thank you for the answer, the honest answer. I like to ask that question because, like, um, I feel like a lot of people could be struggling mentally but still be okay from the outside, you know? So I feel like that question is needed to be asked more in today's society because, you know, the rate of suicide, especially amongst men, is up, you know? And I feel like we all ask each other that question. You know, you, can, you never know you can help somebody or save somebody. So I love asking that question. Thank you for answering that, man. No problem. Um, my next question for you is, um, oh, before we go to the question, let me say my mental health, I feel you, mine's is probably like a six or seven, you know, um, you know, it's up and down. I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse and like mine's is up and down sometimes. Some, some days it's good, some days it's bad, you know, just going through the motions. I start a new therapist next week that's more based with um, trauma therapy. So hopefully that would help me out, you know? That's one thing. For the viewers out there, my mental health is <laughs> success seven, you know? It's gonna be real with you guys. But my next question for you is, um, growing up, was it okay not to be okay? Was it okay not to be okay? Um, yeah. I will say from the perspective, growing up, I had both parents in the house. So with my mom, yes, it was okay not to be okay. But with my father, no. Okay. <laughs> it was like, it was uh, it was more like, um, you know, you got to toughen up. Don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't need you to be soft or whatever. Like that type of old school saying growing up in the 90s and stuff, it was just like, there was no room to be uh, emotional as a man uh, with my father. But my mother, she allowed me to be emotional as a young boy and express myself to her. So I had that outlet to speak to her yeah. or to let her know how I was feeling. So um yeah, so it was so basically the answer is yes and no when it comes to the two yeah. different things. <laughs> yeah. 
I want to ask you that because I know like sometimes, especially in a black household, you know, you get different answers. You know, some people, you know, it was okay for them not to be okay. Some of them, it wasn't, you know, so I just love to ask that question because I'm just like, you know, like with me, my grandma, my grandma raised me, my mom and dad was on drugs and my grandma took me from the hospital. And um, like, I know she'd been through so much as of a day. I'm pretty sure she had her own trauma, but I never see that lady like cry. You know, anytime she cried was at a funeral. So mm-hmm. anytime I see her cry, I just never see her like be mad about something. So I feel like I just, you know, being the only guy in the house, you know, I just like had to like toughen up, you know, not show no sign of weakness. You know, I kind of re- wish I could have, but you know, <laughs> that was yeah, I regret it. You know, you know when you learn. Um, what does mental health mean to you? Mental health means, you know, when it's, it's almost like physical health to me. So, like, you have to exercise it. So, like, exercise your brain, exercise your spirit. When it comes to mental health, um, exercise the way you feel, you know, on a positive note and, and on a negative side of things. So, mental health is pretty much, um, like I said, it's just, it's, is mental health and I feel like it's something that you have to exercise and and when it comes to emotions when it comes to the spirit that's something that has to be balanced and that and that's all that equation that goes into mental health yes um I 100% agree with you um my next question for you can you tell the viewers like what is your mental health journey like you speak on what you've been through if you feel like you want to do that oh yeah absolutely so for my mental health journey it pretty much, I can say like coming into my late teens, early twenties, the world is telling you that you have to have yourself figured out, right? Yeah. And before then it was like, you know, as a, of course the kids and stuff, We everybody pretty much goes through everything like as a kid. And I, I know everybody has different types of childhood and, and things like that, but I just want to speak on adulthood first. Um, being 18 and 19, I thought I had to have everything figured out. I thought I had to be, um know what I wanted to do for college that way I could figure out what I wanted to do for my career and with all that comes this pressure um because you're measuring yourself up against everybody else in society when you really don't have to do that because you're still um beginning life when you're 18 and 19 years old and by me being the first person in my family to I guess you know pretty much go in go to college and stay in college and then graduate from college it was like okay cool well i chose this criminal justice degree i have to stay in it because um what are my parents going to think if i don't want to you know do it anymore what are their friends going to think everybody keep talking about oh lenny is going to do something in criminal justice and even though i had no passion for it anymore i was battling with myself because i wanted to uh, write i wanted to write books and do podcasts and make movies and stuff like that but all I hear is, oh, it's no money and it's no money in that stuff. You need to go ahead and make sure you're you're financially stable. Um, and then I see all my other friends that's going to University of Delaware and stuff, becoming doctors and dentists and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, if they're becoming doctors and dentists, I need to go ahead and make sure I'm a lawyer or make sure that I'm a juvenile counselor and because they're doing something in the educational field, I gotta do it too because we graduated. I got I gotta do it. But my body, my mind and spirit is like, Lenny, you're a writer. You're not, this is, this isn't you. So <laughs> yeah. I was fighting myself that whole time trying to be something I, I really wasn't because of societal standards, you know? And so that yeah. really uh, messed me up. And so when I first encountered um, therapy around, I want to say 
2014, 2015, while I was yeah. still in college, it was, um, first it was like spiritual therapy for me. Yeah. Um, so people that were in the spiritual community that did like, uh, like the chart readings and the, um, yeah. uh, what's the name, uh, crystals and all that stuff. A lot of yeah. those people, they started, um, talking to me, like, you know, I also could just talk to you about your mental health. And that was my first time understanding about that. And I told them what I pretty much told you. And yeah. they helped me figure myself out. So when I pretty much started to get the confidence, I told my mom and dad, like, hey, I don't want to do this criminal justice stuff anymore. Like, I'm done working in this field. And yeah. I, what I want to do is I want to be in the art field. And I'll go ahead and work a regular odd job at a McDonald's or Amazon while I go ahead and um, do this art field because I don't want to work a job where I got to take the criminal justice reports home with me and work on it 24 seven. So that, yeah. that was pretty much my introduction to it with the whole um, understanding mental health and diving into it and going to therapy. Yeah. And that's so good, man. So, so, so dope, bro. So dope. Um, my next question for you, um, we have to, so I want to ask you, how, what do you feel about stigma, right? A stigma surrounding, you know, we have stigma about mental health, but we have stigma surrounding men's mental health. You know, they say we can't be weak. We can't cry. We can't be emotional. Like, what do you say about that stigma? Yeah, it's a stigma that has to be eradicated for real because um, I feel like, you know, over the past two years that it's been getting great. But then a recent interview with Shaquille O'Neal came up where he was talking about um, he has no room to be emotional. He has no room to let out his emotions and talk about his feelings because he has to provide for his mom and provide for his kids and provide for his uh his sister and stuff like that and i felt like that took a huge blow to the mental health community when it came to men and mental health because yeah. now he's taking it back to that old school thing where we have to suppress our feelings and i and i and i wish Shaq will open up more or somebody around his team would have been like, hey, it's okay for you yeah. to talk about how you feel because you lost your sister, you lost Kobe. Um, yeah. You don't you don't have to suppress your feelings talking about, I got to provide, so I, I don't have no room to be emotional. That's not a good thing for somebody that huge to say something like that when, when it's been so many other men in the community that's been trying to have yeah. it embraced, you know? Because it's just... It's just one of those things where we got to eradicate that stigma for good because we, we need... Yeah. We, we need to talk to people. We need to be emotional and stuff like that. You know, it's not it's not good for us to be to a point where we can't talk to anybody and then we want to commit suicide because that's the ultimately yeah. the end of it where we want to, if we want to take ourselves out. And I don't want any man taking herself out due to, you know, suppressing their feelings. I want, I want men to talk about it. Man, I agree with you. I feel like we should talk about it more. We shouldn't have to hold it in because we got to provide for somebody. You know, I always say that, you know, if you got to provide for somebody, you got to make sure your mental health is good, you know, before you can be there for somebody else, you know. Um, you know, just take them feelings in, you know, just, you know, live through them feelings, you know, go through the emotions and everything because you got to, you can't hold it in because once you hold that stuff in, man, when it finally come out, it's not good. You know, like you said, men turn to suicide. It could just be like a very bad, destructive behavior, you know, and talking suicide. Um, and if I was just saying anybody that's struggling with any suicidal thoughts, ideation, you know, they do have a suicide prevention lifeline. And um, the new number is 98, you know, the easiest number now, you know, I'm so bad. It's short now, you know, it's not that long number. It's just an easy number that you can always remember. 988, and getting to my next question, have you dealt with any thoughts of suicide or know anybody 
that you lost to suicide? Yeah, so it was a childhood friend, um, and we weren't like too close, but um, his name was Tyler, and we went to the same elementary school um, at Thomas mm -hmm. Edison when I was a young kid, and I think he committed suicide. When That's we in Delaware? Yep, in okay. Delaware. Okay. Yep. So he um he committed suicide when we both were 15 years old, and like that was my okay. first time uh, encountering a situation yeah. where I kind of knew somebody who committed suicide, like because I heard about yeah. it before. But and they they said you know he he went to the bathroom, um, pretended like he was taking a shower, and you know hung himself with a belt, and it was just oh, like, wow. yeah, it was just so sad. And and I and for me, I just I was wondering what was going on in his life, and he didn't have a suicide note or anything. So, or if he did, his mom or parents never, have, of course, brought that out to the public. Yes. But it was one of those things that made me think, like, dang, what, what was going on? And I know that a lot of teens get tremendous amount of pressure on them that doesn't need to be on them I, and I can completely understand that so that was my first encounter with it and other than that though I've never had um yeah. a thought of wanting to commit suicide that never uh, occurred for me but I did have those feelings of depression because I would expect too much of myself so by me being a kid and having my dad be so hard on me when it came to football and boxing and try to excel so much in sports it created this thing in me where I always had to be perfect so when it came to my own art, like when it came to books and stuff, if I didn't sell a certain amount of books or if a certain amount of people didn't review it or whatever, or didn't talk about it, yeah. I would get real depressed. Like I failed myself and I would get into a deep depression and I had to learn to get out of that uh, state of mind yeah. and, and figure out, you know, who to talk to and who, who else I've dealt with that when it came to their, their own art. So yeah. I, I've, you know, I've been in that situation before as far as depression. Yeah, I've um, actually, you know, viewers out there, I've actually been through suicidal thoughts and everything. You know, actually currently, recently, you know, um, I, I always say suicide is not the answer, you know, like, and I'm going to keep saying it, even though sometimes I don't, like, I don't live by it. But, you know, I'm only human, you know. Um, it's just, like, just somebody needs you here, you know. If you don't want to have a reason to be here, somebody needs you here. I lost, um, like, three friends to suicide, and one of them, but the last two, like, really, really hurt me. Like, when I found out, I was, like, crying. I was just like, damn, you know. And one of them was, like, somebody that stopped me from trying to commit suicide. I'm sorry. Try to die. I'm saying the right term. Because the right term is die by suicide. Um, mm -hmm. They tried to stop me from dying by suicide. And, um, and you know, he died by suicide. And just, like, forever in my heart, I was like, yo. Like, you know, he was openly in Philly openly gay cop my friend Dante Austin I'm gonna say his name you know he's openly gay cop in Philly you know he just proposed to his fiance and gay bride in front of a big stage at Penn's Landing it was just like you would think nothing was wrong you know yeah. you know unfortunately he had some stuff that he was I guess struggling with that you know he wound up taking his life you know so like if anybody out there is struggling you know just call 988 or you know I volunteer for um NAMI Bucks County um in PA um we have free support groups if you can't find therapy right now you know it's not a replacement of therapy just free support groups from Saturdays through Thursdays different times I run a Black Minds Matter group I run a anxiety and depression peer week group we got all different types of groups for you chronic pain we got all these types of groups so you know if you're struggling you know just reach out you can visit them at www.namibuckspa.org, you know, make sure you guys are reaching out to somebody. If it's not a group, a friend, 
pastor, whoever that may be, look like in your life who you trust, you know, somebody that's not going to judge you that, you know, you could talk to. Yeah. Um, let's get into some coping skills. What are some good coping skills? You can tell someone, maybe something that you used already that you can tell them to use for their mental health or they're having a bad time, you know, bad depression, anxiety, whatever it looks like. Oh, yeah. So some great coping skills I would talk about um, as far as my experiences, uh, nature walks like so nature walks always help me because um, not only does it help me like just get a peace of mind, it also helps my creativity because mm -hmm. to me, like nature is so endless and you see all that yeah. beauty and you see all that beauty in life. Like there's so much life in nature and, I, and looking at waterfalls and all that stuff it gets my spirit going. So um, nature walks is one of them. And also for me too, uh, watching movies, like I, I take myself out to the movie theater and just watch yeah. a, a, a movie. And it is also, it does something to my spirit where um, create, creative wise, it makes me keep going. Um, and I understand like what people, like everybody, what happens is um, things bring us to those coping mechanisms. Like for me, like yeah. after, after two, or three, you know, matter of failed relationships with women who I thought were going to be my wife or one day, it just, yeah. it takes you back like, damn, it's not going to happen. And all of yeah. a sudden I got to go back inside and figure out when I was happy again. And that's the nature yeah. walks and the movies and understanding uh, why I love my art. So it's just, so go back to your passion yeah. and figure out what your passion is. And that's what's going to help you cope. Yeah, um, guys, coping, he's right. Coping skills, could, like I want to say, could look different for anybody. Um, like, I recently just made a coping skills binder, you know, just different coping skills. Because recently I went on a trip, so I went not even going on a trip, I went to the Dewey Beach with my friends from Philly, and um, it was two guys. So, I have this thing where I have bad trust issues or just get real like bad feelings when I'm hanging around guys. Sometimes I feel like I don't fit in. And these are two good friends of mine, you know. Um, so I just said, let me try this trip with two guys. Let me see if I can get past this, this feelings. Like, let me see if I can get past this trauma. And no, nah, that shit didn't work. <laughs> so it didn't work. I was like so standoffish. Like I was on a beach with, like I probably turned my chair around, sunglasses. I don't even wear sunglasses. I had sunglasses on there with a talk. I was just like, I felt so uncomfortable. I forced myself into a predicament. So I made me a coping skills book just in case like I do something like that again or they trust me enough to go on a trip again you know um i could just pull that book out and just try to read some of the stuff and do some type of exercises you know coping skills look different from for everybody you know what may work for you may not work for me what may work for me may not work for you you know it's different you know make sure you know i like what you said about the nature walks you know i actually went on a walk in delaware some some hike it was somewhere i just don't know where it is i forgot the name park i forgot the name park it was a hike though it was good it was shape it was it was a lot but it was yeah, like yeah. good after that i felt good i can't say after you know you take walks you do feel good or go to the gym you do feel good and that's well you answered the early like earlier but um how do you feel about therapy is a stigma surrounding therapy right they feel like you know they don't you know in the black community we don't feel like we need therapy we just need jesus you know we need religion not therapy so how do you feel about therapy i feel like therapy is a uh, amazing um amazing tool not only a tool but just uh it helps you get out of um that uh prison of your mind you know what i'm saying like yeah. you you need 
you need that to escape from that prison that's inside your brain sometimes and whatever whatever thing that you're in environment that you're in it helps you escape um i feel like this the stigma around that too though like you said because growing up too for me um i even heard like oh yeah people only go to therapy when they're crazy so like i heard that in my throughout my childhood that therapy was some or somebody needs a therapist when they're crazy yeah and, uh, and I, like I told you before, when I came into the whole therapy and mental health situation in 2014 and 2015, I realized that, okay, you you don't have to be considered crazy to need this. Like yeah. any, any human being uh, could benefit off therapy because you're talking to somebody who, who's actually listening. So they're not, they're not listening just to talk back. They're listening and taking in everything that you're saying and trying to find solutions to help you out. And that, that's the beauty of it. So I think um, I think every human being on this planet needs therapy because the hand that we get dealt with in society overall is not a good hand, and it's and it's yeah. not our and it's not our fault. And so I think therapy helps us, you know, get through that, get through that, you know, just a, at least a day. It gets through a day yeah. sometimes for real. Yeah, I agree with you, man. Therapy is so much, you know, for people that's religious. I think you know, you got your religion. But therapy is a plus. You need it. You know, you may not find the right therapist right away, but mm -hmm. keep trying. Trust me, I've been through some therapists. And <laughs> just keep trying. And for my mistakes, just make sure you try and do the homework, you know, do the homework, show up every week or every other week, how, what you can afford or how that looks like, how many times you want to go, how many times your therapist recommends you to go. Make sure you show up. Um, my next question for you, what can you tell someone the very importance of putting them into health first. Because, you know, we do struggle. We're not struggle too. Sometimes we want to put everybody else first, you know, fix, help them, help them, but we don't help ourselves. So what do you say? Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's the thing is you have to realize is that if you don't put yourself first or your mental health first, then you're pretty much going to just damage every other thing that follow along with that. So if you're in a relationship or a friendship sure. or a, any type of ship where... <laughs> um that person where you're putting an individual before you then there is going to be a lack of respect there from that person that's taking advantage of whatever you're going through like a lot of people are like vultures where they feed off that yeah. generosity that love and care that you're providing for them but if they see that you're putting them before yourself a lot of good people will be like hey listen go ahead and focus on yourself for a bit go ahead and um do this or do that to, to help yourself out and I, I'll be here for you but like, you don't run into a lot of those type of people so I'm just saying speaking from experience especially like in the past relationship that I've dealt with um it was more of like everything that I was doing was benefiting her instead of um me looking out for myself it, it yeah. was never it was never equal and so when I started looking out for myself and started to put my mental health first and realizing okay I got to take a step back to appreciate Lenny first, all, yeah. hell broke, all hell broke loose because she didn't like that. It was more like, oh no, you, what's going yeah. on? What happened to the old Lenny? You, like, set, a, oh, you set a boundary. I set a boundary. Yeah. And, and all of a sudden it's like, what happened to the old Lenny? It's not like, no, Lenny discovered who Lenny was again. Yeah. That's, that's what happened. So when I'm discovering myself, I'm loving myself and appreciating myself. If you can't appreciate that, then obviously you've been a wrong person in my life this whole time. So you go, you're gonna knock, you're gonna weed out the the bad individuals in your life yeah. when you put yourself first and your mental health first. 
Yeah, man. When you set them boundaries, man, they you can tell a person really care about you. So mm-hmm. you set their boundary, they get mad, man. You can tell when they really care, don't care. And I agree with everything Lenny said. It's like so important to put your mental health first. You know, who gonna put your mental health first? Like you gonna put your mental health first. Nobody's gonna put it first like you. And um, my next and last question to you. So what's next for Lenny? Like what's going on with Lenny? Like to promote yourself, like what's going on? Um, right now, I'm currently working on um, a novel and uh, another, another, I guess you could say, uh, screenplay. It's a, it's a sequel to my book that came out last year called The Loner and the Goth. So The Loner and the Goth Part 2 should be coming out in October. So that, that's pretty much what I'm doing, just writing. I'm going to Seattle on August 14th to do a special event to promote my books and sell my books. And um, that's that's what I do. So me promoting myself, I'm telling you guys, I'm a, I'm an author. I love I love writing. Yeah. Um, I've been doing that for for years now, about about seven years now. Yeah. And um, eventually, I want to work in the movie industry as well, uh, and it, you know, create my own movies. So um, I'm at the point where I got a few more stories I want to put out there, and then go ahead yeah. and work on finding a literary agent and start work going to the mainstream side of things. Yeah. Um... Everybody get his books, you know. Is it on Amazon? Yes, they're all on Amazon. And they also can go to uh, Lenny'sImagination.com. Yes. You, know, you can check that out. I and just, that's all my books are on there. Man, that's good. I just released a book, a short book this year about my life. And I do want to do like a nonfiction book, but I just, I ain't been in the right headspace to try it. But um, I definitely want to do that. You know, I salute you being an author, you know mental health advocate man thank you for coming on and just having this mental health check and just talking mental health um i thank you man thank you so much man i thank you and i appreciate you for everything no problem bro